Because if that's a hot doe and you shoot it, they stay hot for X amount of days. Mm-hmm. It's like four or five. That scent's still out there. They, that, like, their, their scent or whatever, they're in heat. They, like, stay, quote, in heat. I can smell them coming. For a long time until they're, like, until the scent goes away or whatever. Right. So if you shoot one, because, who is that? I think it was the Drury Brothers. They had, there was doe that was in heat that got hit on the side of the highway. And there was a buck laying down, like, ten yards away. And they came back two days later, and he was still laying next to her. <laughs> yeah. I'm Hunter Jordan. I'm Colin Blaylock. And welcome to the Great Lakes Experience. This week's episode is brought to you by DNR Sports Center. For all your 2022 deer season needs, stop at DNR or shop online at VanDamWarehouse.com. Ladies and gentlemen... Episode 30, we're doing the Whitetail Roundtable. Along with me and Colin tonight, I've got our good friend Brian Kleba and Mason Vernia, and we're just going to have a big chat tonight about this upcoming Whitetail season. We're going to probably share some stories, some tips and tricks, little secrets we've all got. Brian, Mason, introduce yourselves. Uh, What's up, guys? I'm Brian. What's up, guys? I'm Mason. Um, me and Brian were both on the, the fishing team with Hunter, so that's how we all that's how we all know each other. See, I, I've known Colin for about three years now. It's almost four. Almost four. Yeah, we used to work together at the store. I've known Hunter from the Bass Team. Yeah, I don't know if we really worked together. More like <laughs> more like hung out together. Yeah, at the store. screwed around. Yeah, maybe stocks up there once in a while. Good old sportsman's warehouse. <laughs> known Colin, yeah, formerly Field Street. I've known Colin since I was in diapers. We went to school together. <laughs> Played baseball together. Who was better? Who was the fastest? Colin. <laughs> Who rode the bench more? I don't know. We, me and him will play tic-tac-toe on the bench, if that counts. Like <laughs> <laughs> we both wrote it. <laughs> we mixed our big league chew together to come up with some <laughs> stupid flavors. Yeah, right. Barbecue seeds with ranch. It's good. Oh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Disgusting. All right, so tell us a little bit how you guys got your start in the outdoors. We're both, where you guys are both avid fishermen, avid hunters. So kind of, what was your, what was your upbringing? So, see, growing up, I like from the Lansing area. There's not much fishing opportunities around there. I mean, there's a couple honey holes back and forth, but I had a pond growing up in my backyard in my subdivision that I lived. And uh, I'll see if I can find the picture the next time I'm home, and I'll send it to you guys. But there's like three year old me with like a big tarp laid out with a bunch of bluegill from the pond. Heck like, yeah. No, no pun intended, but I was hooked. My dad was just like laughing the whole time. I was just whipping, whipping little bluegills left and right, a uh, couple bass every now and then. And then um, my dad has actually pretty much got me into everything and taught me most of everything that I knew growing up for uh, whitetail hunting and fishing in general. So my, what's crazy about it is my dad is from the Thumb area, kind of over by you, Hunter. Uh, from the Seaboying area and the Thumb there, they got uh, uh, can never remember that place, Wildfowl Point out there. Yeah, so okay. He grew up goose and duck hunting the bay like no other back in like the days when all you had was like a fourteen foot V bottom boat <laughs> and like just like a little scissor blind and stuff. But uh, 
so my that's how my dad kind of was raised was just bird hunting they did a lot of pheasant hunting up there but um i took a lot of inspiration from my grandpa who was a who was a decoy carver up there um he's in a got a couple pictures in a book the saginaw bay book um, that's kind of sweet yeah he's featured in some of those so did you ever go to like the that big <coughs> bay city waterfowl festival no but i know what you're talking about yeah it was always kind of a trip for my dad and i to like really waterfall hunt we never did yeah my dad after my grandpa passed away my dad kind of got away from most of that and um being in lansing there's really nothing nothing like i said nothing really to do other than like deer hunt a lot of people duck hunt over there too but and goose hunt but we never had like the fields or anything yeah to do anything like that that's what it's like i've talked about it on the show before like growing up there's just so many cornfields over in the thumb that it's like endless goose hunting. It's re- it's almost like Iowa and Kansas and Missouri. Like you dr- really you can is. drive for miles and see nothing but corn, and yeah. it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so boring, so flat too up there. But other than that, yeah, just fishing, uh, fishing the bay for walleye. It's kind of what I grew up in my summers doing. And then uh, once deer season came along, it's pretty avid. Uh, gun hunter never really got into bow actually until four five six years ago or so i got back into it i did a little bit in high school but being in college absolutely wrecked me (laughs) i had like no free time to do anything and i properly learned how to manage my time a lot better (laughs) i was actually (laughs) able to go home and hunt so yeah i'm pretty excited being done with school this year to see how much more i get to hunt it's eye-opening yeah it's so much fun yeah, being I mean, able just to go work and then come back and you're just like, all right, now what do I do? Go do whatever you want. Yeah, it's you don't weird. have to worry about homework. It it's must be it's nice. weird. Yeah. I keep getting this like impending like doom that comes over me because I'm like, oh, I didn't do my assignment. I don't got no assignments nope. to do now. Nope. <laughs> nah, I still feel that. <laughs> you're almost done with school, aren't you? Yeah, I get done in the spring. Heck yeah. I'm ready to be done. I know that. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of school. Telling you what, it's it's a good time being done with school. Yeah. All right. Welcome to adulthood. So, Mason, (laughs) how did you get your start in the outdoors? Well, um, basically from my grandpa, I grew up, you know, loving to fish, you know, from him. He would take me out bluegill fishing. He's out there every day, even to this day. He's like 70-some years old, and he's 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 still catching a limit of bluegills every single day. Um, yeah, he, he has some trouble putting his boat in now, so I'm starting to have to come with him quite often, but, um, I got started with that, and then I jumped into, uh, to bass tournaments with my dad, and started doing good locally, and, um, even from a kid, you know, just fishing every time, every morning, you know, during the weekends, it was, I would just wait for him to run in the room and be like, all right, let's go, and then it turned into hunting season, then we'd be hunting every weekend, you know. And that's where it just comes from, you know, you got to grow up doing it. And then I bow hunted since middle school all the way up and still doing it. Yeah, school takes a big hit on that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait for me to be done with school so I can focus more on, on my hunting and get out with all my buddies and, you know, have more free time to do all that. Yeah. So you, you Mason and Colin, you guys grew up around here, so you guys have more private land where... Guys like me and Kleba who come to school here, we've got to scrap it out and grind it out and find public land. Or Ain't that the truth. Hopefully get lucky and yep. get a little piece of private somehow. But 
I mean, what are you, Clevin, what are your thoughts on trying to find public land when you just show up to a place to go to school or something like that? Uh, sh- shout out to Onyx because <laughs> that's about one of the best things that you can ever have on your phone to find out what's around you, what's available. Um, that and just kind of looking at the state's like DNR website. That's what I did. Okay. Um, and what helps too is, you know, being, working in like the outdoor industry, you know, working at a store, you get a lot of, especially like in a college town, you get a lot of local people that come through that want to work. You also get a lot of college kids that come through. So you all kind of share usually like the same interests, obviously. Yeah. Um, and using your resources like that, like, uh, buddy Cam, who was on here earlier doing the shed, uh, podcast with you guys or, uh, yeah. he, uh, he told me about a little a couple little spots, and I went and checked some of them out. And uh, that's actually how I shot that nine point two years ago on public land. That was a bruiser. That guy was so much fun, so interesting, and I don't know if I'll ever have that feeling ever again. It's a lot more <laughs> rewarding too when you can get oh, it on public land. A hundred and ten percent. And what's crazy was so. Did you have that deer like patterned out or anything, or did you just? He no. just strolled through. You, you want to know? You want to know what happened? Yeah. The craziest thing was, I didn't, I didn't found out about that place maybe a week and a half, two weeks before bow opener, and I went out on October first, and it was raining, and I scouted that day, <laughs> I and was I was like miserably. You were? I was hunting. It yeah. Was so sad, dude. I was like. All right. Well, I don't really want to sit like sit in this rain right now. I wasn't like fully prepared yet for the season, and all I did was I l- literally walked around, got it, or I found out where the spot was, accessed it over a creek. So I was kind of in the middle of it instead of going through like a like the normal pathway to get in. Yeah. Not too many people know about it, which kind of helped me out. But uh, I was walking around and I was looking at uh, trails, saw a bunch of sign. And a bunch of fresh rubs, and I was like, all right, this has got to be it. Came back, it was either the next day or like two days after that, for an evening hunt. And I, the crazy thing is, is I set up in like on this ridge line, and I knew there was a big path line uh, that was coming down uh, from the south to the north. And uh, I thought I wasn't going to see anything, sure shit, uh, about... 45 minutes into my hunt there was a guy walking two dogs that came down the trail and i was like well my hunt's absolutely trashed <laughs> and i was like of course the one time i actually get out here to tino hunt i i thought it was going to be completely blown out because of those dogs i remember it was a little bit of a drive too wasn't it eh, 20-ish minutes from my place not too bad but um maybe it was john i'm thinking of yeah, public land deer. yeah john yeah, John had a little bit of a drive, if I remember right. But So I thought my hunt was completely blown. Maybe 20 minutes after that, I had three or four does come in from the south, and I was watching them up in a tree, and uh, they had no idea I was there. I had a solid west wind, and they were way, they were probably 40, 50-ish yards west of me. So they didn't, they didn't even know I was there. It's absolutely beautiful. And I was one of them was starting to come my way. I had her pinned at 30 yards. I was just about to pull back, and I see out of the corner of my eye, there's another bigger deer coming in. Now, he wasn't, like, chasing them, but he was, like, just kind of hanging out with them, yeah. following them around, I think. And uh, the most miraculous thing happened. He came in, 
follow those does, cut 90 right on top of the ridge, walked right in front of me. And I just knew it was a buck. I started to get super tunnel vision on him. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And uh, he just happened to walk behind a bush. I was able to draw back. He walked just left of the bush and smoked him. Hell, yeah. Right through the shoulder. That was your first saddle deer, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Shout out to Hawk. <laughs> Big saddle guy. Yeah, that was the first year I was out, out saddle hunting. Um, I like the mobility of it. I like that I aspect it. of it. It's, it's, I mean, a lot of people like kind of trash it, have been like trash talking it lately because it's like fad, it's going to go out of style here soon. But like, a lot of people don't realize how long it's been around. Yeah. It's been a long, longer than the climber. Oh, way longer. Yeah. 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 I'll be shitting on the Summit Viper. <laughs> That's what I used to have. Like, so a lazy boy up the, there. Yeah. Hey, I would take naps in the summit climber. <laughs> no, it gets dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened to me. Hey, at least you're ready for the next hunt, man. It's getting pretty cold out here. <laughs> Mason falls asleep at dark, wakes up, and it's dark again. <laughs> Sorry, babe. I fell asleep, and uh looks like I'm hunting all day again today. Sorry. <laughs> Doing an all-night sit tonight. <laughs> yeah, no but joke. No, yeah, the, I just started using the saddle last year, and it's I, – I like it – I don't think I'll ever hunt out of a tree stand again. What? Have you ever tried hunting with a saddle in a tree stand? What? Yeah. What? Well, okay. XOP's got the new backpack system. So, it's a harness saddle, and it comes – and then you get their hang on, yeah. and you do both. So – what I tried last year, and that's that's how I smoked my doe last year, was uh, I had a tree stand back home at, uh, at the property behind the house, and I put, like, one of those muddy, like, lifelines up, you know, the ones that you just put all the way up to the top, and you're supposed to, like, ascend it and stuff like that. Well, I climbed that, I just climbed my saddle, or climbed it with my saddle on there, and all I would do is I would just keep, keep the uh, bridge loose. So it was still when it was still attached to the line, so I could sit down. But if you think about it, you can essentially do, saddle hunt out of the uh, uh, out of the tree stand, but you can climb around the tree at a lot better angles. Oh, so okay. So, so that's kinda, my tip. That's so my you're tip and trick. Using like the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can still sit down in the tree stand, but you can get around yes. the backside of the tree like a yes. saddle. But how's yes. mobility? Do you still have that range of mobility to be able to move wherever you want and not have to do multiple trips? 85 to 90% mobility okay. around it. Because, so I mean, I like using, the idea. So you're, so you're still using your sticks. Yep. Just like a, you're doing everything just like you're saddle hunting. You just yep. got to hang on with you. Yep. How are you doing your sticks? Three, four, one with an eighter or what? One. Yeah, I know you're a one sticker over there. I, I haven't figured that out you yet. Yeah, try it. I'll show you. I'll show you. So, it's sick. I actually have a the Lone Wolf pack of three, and I've got the Helium pack of four. The little ones? Yeah. I have. That's what I use. I use the one little one. So. All right. I, so before you started taking your hang on out, did you yeah. use? Did you use a platform or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still use it. Do you have the? Did you get the platform that like attaches to the the hawk stick or no? Uh, I have it. I'm actually going to use it this year. 
Because I don't have a platform right now. So, I'm just standing on the I'm just standing on the two spokes of the sticks. Yeah. Dude, that's gotta it, kill your feet. Dude, it, it really does. It sucks. I thought that was I, the I whole thing it. about a saddle is you bring that platform, you put your feet on the platform. Well, and your you're supposed are, to, yeah. but I can't afford. I can't so, afford the platform. So Hawk <laughs> makes one that's that actually you, you take out like the top rung of steps on either. It doesn't matter what set of sticks you get from Hawk, but it and it goes right over the top and just like two little pins. Or they have just a, like a, like a normal little uh, fold down uh, platform. I actually bought both and the ring of steps. Not a fan of the ring of steps whatsoever. What the, the monkey? Idea. The monkey? Yeah, the mon- what do yeah. they call them? Those ones, and then they're like the L shaped bra- brackets. The monkey bars. That's yeah, what they, they call have them. those, and they have ones that like fold down too. And every single time I get in them with my feet, I just end up pushing them out. So that's why I was like, no, I'm not screwing with these anymore. I'm going straight to either a platform. Well, that's good to know because I was going to buy some of those. But you, they're what if you ran one of the, worst the platform? Things. If you ran those monkey bars around the platform so you can still be yeah. mobile around the tree. But what I'm saying is anytime he you're put, just yeah, on there, you just kick the, the feet just kick out. Like they don't hold, like lock into the tree. At that's all. my only – Sounds I'm like thinking you're doing about, it wrong. No, I'm not <laughs> doing it wrong. I've been thinking about like – Finding a different stick to use because I don't know those hawk ones are a little, a little sketchy. Yeah, those XOP be. ones, the double <laughs> you stack. Saw the, you saw the? Did I send you the video last year when the the stick just I was standing on it? Yeah, and it just flipped sideways <laughs> and I was just hanging by the side. Yeah. <laughs> I sent a video. To, I sent a video to everyone. You're upside down. <laughs> I was just hanging onto the tree and you look down and my. My stick's just, like, upside down. I, I forgot about that. It was sketchy. But it was, like... Did you tighten the foots down all the way? Because some, some of them, they came like loose the a little bit. Like the on yeah. the tree? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I think I just didn't have it seated good on the tree. That could I, be. Could be. But it could be, like, a climber deal, deal too, where it's, it's really picky on the tree. That scares me I've more slipped than on that. the climber, climbing yeah. up on some certain... Dude. There's certain barks that the, it doesn't catch, right? You ever, oh, yeah. Like oh, a bald tree? Poplars? Don't go off them. No, <laughs> not it's with slick. The, not with the vipers. Especially with a little bit of drizzle. Oh, dude. Isn't that you fun ever, when you scoot down like five feet on a fall and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it just it, grabs it just, and you're like, whole, oh, my God. The whole the thing Lord. just slides like further than it was supposed to and you're just in the same position. And yep. You're just like, that was right. Yep. <laughs> Scare every deer within a mile radius. I also had, I also had uh, Mason, you ever had the bottom fall? fall away i always have that little rope connecting them i have had it fall away before but you had the rope on yeah so it just catches it but it's still out of reach with my feet so i'm basically just holding myself <laughs> up trying to catch it with my boot you know what i mean i was like i was like 10 feet up in the air so like i wasn't that far up yet and i like went to move the bottom up and it just like all the way to the bottom and i'm just sitting there like like doing dips in the gym, I was just looking at it, and I was like, "Well, that's a ways down there." <laughs> so you just had to like, I had to like, figure out how to like. So then I'm like hanging. Well, then I was like hanging from the top part of the tree stand. I looked down at the bottom, and I'm like, "Well, I'm pretty close to ground." But then my thought was, "What am I gonna do when I let go of this? Because yeah. I'm not gonna be able to get back up to right, it." Right, right. Have to go buy another climber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, what are the pros and cons of like saddle hunting versus like a climber? Is it quicker? Is it the same amount of noise being made? Because I feel like it's similar I think with it's, the amount of noise. I think it's less noise. Yeah, it's definitely especially quieter. using one stick. See, yeah. I feel like me, I'd be huffing and puffing, get trying to get up that tree <laughs> with a climber or, or like with a saddle, trying to figure out how to like. It's it's especially not especially with the one stick method. Yeah, yeah, but if you look at your shot opportunities you, from a, a hang or a saddle to a climber, yeah, I've never really been like super tired like when i got to like my tree but normally like what i do is i guess it's all practice too yeah and that i mean that's a lot like that's off-season stuff like the, the first time the first time i went saddle hunting i had no dry run you had I, no dry run i went oh out, no i went out at five o'clock you went out dark, oh, no. dark. <laughs> no and i mean that's a recipe for I mean, disaster it, and then I was sitting, like, on the property line. <laughs> and I, I texted my property owner. I was like, hey, is your neighbor, like, cool? Like, I'm pretty cool. Like, the lighter, have you ever been sitting somewhere, and the lighter it gets, the closer something gets to you? Yeah, it was this dude's house. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk up to him, you're like, oh, shit. Hunter's like, I think they're, they're cooking bacon morning. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make me a plate? Yeah. But no, I, I think the saddles are way quieter. Especially Better? latitude saddles. They, latitude saddles have no metal parts on them. They're sick. I want to get one. And, and they're comfortable as all get What do you run right now? Really? Well, that's what I switched to. I switched to the method. Oh, you get the method too, right? Yeah. That two-piece yeah. to take it all off your... You can put it up higher on your back and then lower on your butt. Yeah, so... I think I'm going to get that. You should. But here's I have the thing. The, so I have the... I've got the tethered Eberhardt one right now. Yeah. Which yep. is good. I like it. Yeah. But, like, the... It's not... The thing that makes the method better is those magnets that stick the two pieces together. Yep. That is so clutch. Yep. Because if that if the Eberhart one like slips apart, it's like it just looks like a bunch of seat belts hanging together. <laughs> yes. It's like I don't the, know. The uh, the latitude now. I, I so I've I've had a couple of dry runs with it, and the first part or the first time I was out, I didn't exactly know how to use that second piece. So I'm hanging in the tree at my buddy's place, and we're shooting in uh, in his front yard. And I'm hanging there, and it is, like, riding my crotch. And I have no idea what the hell is going on. Well, stupid me, I didn't realize that you were supposed to pull it down as soon as, like, you got up there. I thought it kind of, like, sat itself. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And my, my crotch is burning up. My ass is, like, absolutely chapped at this point. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm doing something wrong. I either got crabs or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. And That's what the two stands for, method two. Yeah, yeah. It's a two-piece. Yeah. <laughs> so now that I have that more figured out, uh, I like it. I'm excited to use it this season. The only downfall that I think I'm going to have is those magnets with, like, my hip pack. So I, use, um, I use a small hip pack, and so it kind of rides down the back a little bit, and I think the magnets might come undone every now and then, but yeah. it's a quick, simple fix. Super quiet. Yeah. Super quiet. So with the saddle, obviously, you're, you're leaving all the sticks all the way up the tree then? Or are you, like, grabbing them and then... If you're doing the four-step, yeah. you said you're doing yeah. a one-step. One-step, yeah. yeah. So You can explain that. Cause how does a one-step work? So It's gnarly it's, what it is. It sounds gnarly, but once you do it in person, it's it's a breeze. What it, what do you do? Okay, so instead of like a four foot like tether that clips into your bridge or lineman's rope or whatever, I use them interchangeably. Yeah, same. I, Mine's yeah. my my tether's fifty foot. It's like I think I used eight millimeters mm. or 
six instead of eight or whatever. I use the smaller diameter. Eight instead of ten. Yeah, yeah. eight instead of ten. So that's fifty foot. So what you do is you, and I've got one. St- I've got the short hawk helium stick with a three step aider. Mm-hmm. So what I do is at the base of the tree, I'll stick it up as high as I can, but still I'm like able to like get into the first aider. And then the the key is there's like a little a speed cinch you buy and you, you you drill it and screw it into your step. So what it is, it's like two little it's basically just like a I don't know how to explain it. It's it's just a little speed cinch that the rope clicks into and you can just pull it right out. Mm-hmm. So you click the rope in, climb up to the top, and then you put your tether up as high as you can. So once that's tight, you just hang from it. Like with your knees up against a tree, you just reach down, pull your stick up, undo the rope, and then put it put, put it the back st- up again. put the step right yeah. under where your your tethers looped around the tree, and then you just climb up to the top of that and keep doing the process. However, how you want to go. It sounds and looks like a major pain in the I ass. I pass you in the climber. <laughs> <laughs> no. You should see me with it. I'm like Kobe on that thing. <laughs> I can, the, the first time I did it, my dad took a video, and I was 20 foot in the air in five minutes. It did it. <laughs> I'd be 25 and three. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Barnsy gets up there. Barnsy gets way up there. So do I. Uh, but that's just from me hunting down in Ohio so much, I think. Because down there, it's weird. Like, I think because it's so hilly, the wind swirls so much down there that the deer don't trust their noses as much, and they use their eyes way more. Really? Yeah. I've got I've got spotted just deer looking yeah. in Ohio than winded. Really? Yes. So, like, with a saddle, you can climb them with, with uh, branches, too, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a big advantage. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really big advantage. You get a lot more backdrop with a saddle, because yeah. you can tuck away in those branches. That's, yeah, that's big. You can go higher because you don't have to be as worried about getting skyline. That's that's a new thing that's been flying around. I guess is if you go too high, then you're you're up over the horizon. You're, for yeah. yeah, you're above the horizon for them, so they'll see you more. The, more of an unnatural look exactly. for them, which I believe. I believe I that. do too. Hardcore. But the thing that's cool about the saddle, you can pick the tree that's the stuffiest. You can also you you're also at like. The natural angle at which trees branch off into right. two trunks. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, two yeah. like a wide tree. Yeah. Oh, that's, so like yeah. you look that's more like cool. a crook in the tree than you would sticking straight out at a 90 degree right. angle. Yeah, it stand. breaks up your profile. I guess that's mm-hmm. true. I just look like a whiskey barrel, I guess, hanging off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you shoot the drop time buck out of a climber? Oh. Uh, Muzzleloader, late December. You shot that with a muzzleloader? Yeah. Wah, wah. I thought During you shot mu- that with... Late muzzleloader season. Wah, wah. Really? Yeah. Don't. But you were hunting it all year, weren't you? No. I was actually going out to take my trail cameras down, but I brought my camera with me, and I was like, might as well check my car. And I was like, I've never even hunted this late. It's too damn cold. There's a foot of snow on the ground. Wait a second. Late muzzleloader. You, you shot that deer right there with a the muzzleloader? Yeah. Why you got the arrows hanging over his antlers? <laughs> I did that this year. I just had it. Didn't no, you were going to That's. <laughs> I was going to say it, but thank you, Hunter. <laughs> this is super so weird, much. but I remember getting the text <laughs> from either you or Jack that you shot it. I was sitting at McDonald's. Yeah, with it was, people. Remember all the snow? Yeah. Oh, I. I, I guess I don't remember the snow because I thought I, you shot it with a bow, but. Yeah, but if I I didn't shoot that with a bow, I shot that with a muzzleloader. I I went out checked my camera and I had, like it was there two days before. It was there the next night and it was like getting five minutes earlier every night, and so I was like, oh my god, 
Like, I might as well leave this camera here, come back tomorrow, and hunt. But I had my blind in my truck because I just pulled it from another property. I was just taking all my shit down, you know? And so I put that blind up. I was like, all right, I'm going to put my blind up 30 yards from this thing. I can see their trails in the snow. They're not coming anywhere near it, you know? I'm going to have a perfect shot. Well, it didn't come in that night, so I left. But the next night I came in, and it came in literally 10 minutes earlier at shooting light. And it literally, the does walked out, he walked out, and I saw his rack with my scope, followed his neck down, pulled the trigger, and he ran 30 yards. And then all school craft had a party. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that, I shoot you not. Schoolcraft did have a party. Within, yeah. like, everybody knew five minutes of somebody knowing, everybody knew. Everybody. It was everybody was like, everybody dude, did you see the drop time did, did you score it? No, not yet. Everybody mm, got it. Sure. Everybody thought it got out of the, the deer farm. Because there's a deer farm, like, a couple miles away. Hmm. Oh, yeah. See, that's funny to me because there's big deer over here. But everybody went and oh, checked his ears because of the drop time. They all checked his ears to see if he had an old tag or oh. like a clip mark in his ears. And it doesn't. So Where we're from, just I will put us yeah. up into one of the better places to hunt big bucks. Because mm. I've seen a lot of big bucks. South I've had West a lot. I would say big bucks, but the public in, land is not the same around here. But if you go no. like on the outskirts of this town... It's great, but the public land like here, you have to be on private. I swear to shoot like a world class, like a trophy, eh. trophy. I mean, they, there's good public land, but you just gotta find it, and you not you gotta know how to hunt it. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how to hunt it because I don't hunt it, but <laughs> I, I know remember, people that shoot very good bucks on public land around here. I just remember you know that little piece just outside, like like around the lake Hogsett. Nobody oh. said they killed. I talked to a DNR officer one time out there when I was fishing. And he said it, there, it's been six years since a buck with four antlers or more has ever been killed out there. there well, that's the first problem yeah. is that small but bucks get shot. But well, everybody hunts that. Everybody hunts that. Everybody. But everybody in their crackhead minds that goes out there and that's, fucks around out there, excuse my language. Know, but yeah. I'm going to try. No, that's, they just go out there and have parties. That's yeah. the truth. I mean, or there's people ripping heads. it up. They're yep. driving their Jeeps out there, oh, rutting yeah. it up, it's making a, a bunch of noise. Yeah, for Jeeps. Yep. The DNR I'm needs going to in, close that road. I'm going in there from the highway this year. Are you really? Yeah. No, we're not talking about that. Oh, you're not? No. no. But that's the same way. Yeah, that's it's the, the same, same way. It's that's considered the same, the same yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that gets... We're I talking mean, about the one that take the long two-track back and I don't road. think enough people listen you to this. Drive, I don't think enough yeah. people listen to the show to blow that spot up. <laughs> you drive well, no, they by go blow there. It up, it's already blown up. Yeah. <laughs> it is. If you drive by there, there's cars lined up on the highway. That's the biggest place to be. Yeah, but I last think everybody everybody goes to that 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 spot off of uh, Vanderbilt. You know, oh, on the north end there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where everybody goes. Yeah. Doesn't matter well, if they're hunting, buying drugs. It has to be with <laughs> that's especially. a little better than the piece I'm talking about. Because I I remember I was duck hunting there one morning, and I came out and this guy was walking on his crossbow and it was uncocked and I was like, oh, do you do you have any luck? He was like. Yeah, I shot a nice eight point, but it, I watched it. He must have walked all the way back there. He's like, I watched it after I hit it. It took off running towards the highway, and I watched him cross <laughs> both lanes, and he's laying on the other side of the highway, so now I gotta oh, go pick him no. up. And the, that thing was gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we have really good deer. We just don't manage it well. And shout out to Justin Moore. He is starting a group on Facebook for this area on. Did you do an APR? Yeah, basically, I mean, let them grow. APRs, let not the, grow. I don't think APRs is, I've always said that, I don't think APRs is a solution. For, for big deer? Yeah. 
Yes and no. I think it has to be with I think one a shorter Michigan. gun season. All right, this in, is the segment of the show where we're going to just absolutely shit on Michigan Dan Armour. <laughs> I think Michigan needs to be a one-buck state. One-buck exactly state, longer, l- shorter time. gun season. Uh, shorter and later. extended gun season. What I mean yes. by that is... You know, you, you've got the two weeks in November, you know which how- is tradition, and then after that you have a month of muzzle loader. No, don't put the but- gun opener right in the best part of the rut. I get exactly. Yeah, 110%. That drives me 110%. mad. 110%. But you, you know have the orange crazy. brigade that goes out there. <laughs> I got to rock with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course you do. Well, you know, you know what's crazy? Towards like the end of muzzle loader season, depending on how much snow we get, deer end up... Coming out in the open, looking ag for field. food, like big ag fields. Listen, you want to know? They start acting goofy again. Yeah, because there is, there is. I mean, I don't know how popular is, uh, how he was well known, how is. <laughs> but there, there's. So it's usually in like mid to late December. Those that don't take in. End of October, November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go, there's a second. There's a second, a second heat. Yeah. They'll yeah. go into the second heat. Yeah. So that's like, not a lot of people know that. I saw I saw a guy post one time on, I can't remember who it was, but I like commented on it and said that. And uh, one other dude was like, this seems fake. Can we fact check this? And I was like. <laughs> that's what a lot of people said right, about my dude. book. They said. Get your head out of your watching ass. Watching those does. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, my dad's got my dad's got deer on film breeding in like the day before or after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it hundred percent yeah. happens. I don't That's doubt thing. that. Yeah, I'll get the date right now when I shot that. I mean thing. the the muzzleloader deer that my dad shot. I'm curious now. I don't know. Probably seven ish, eight years ago. They he was chasing does. Yeah, and it was like. Right after a big ice storm that we had, we were <laughs> we were actually cutting logs that had fallen over the the trail back to the back uh, section of uh, cornfields that we were hunting, and uh, we had five does come out of the out of the east across the river, and sure shit, this buck comes right across us in the blind. That's what it was doing. He was still chasing. There's an old. There's no doubt in my mind he wasn't chasing. Yeah. That I know that lives by me, and he shoots almost every year. A monster buck as soon as snow gets, because one, that second rut, they're still chasing does, mm-hmm. the ones that didn't take. And then two, if you have food, it's just like humans, you're yeah. going to go find food. Yeah. If you get food, especially when it gets cold and there's snow, like having turnips where they know they can go find yep. consistent food, they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Pardon my language, but eat, sleep, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, seriously. You're it's telling me. Down to. If it was. That's when, him. Yeah. That's it, wasn't, it wasn't late December. It was December 6th. But club, if you were single and a girl comes up with you, Which I'm it's not, a week way. after the rut. Yeah. Are you not going to flirt with her? Yeah. Try to get with her? Still horny at that point. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but the thing is. <laughs> All right. This podcast has gone explicit. <laughs> I don't know if another buck's been up in there, though. <laughs> oh, man. Don't matter, though. A little picky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big buck. I'm picky. <laughs> Standards. Standards. So the the food thing kind of like brings me to the next like um baiting. Yeah. Yep. Baiting. Yep. Yeah. Alright, let's hear your thoughts on it, Hunter. Bullshit. Hate it. Can't stand it. I the, can bait where what, I What baiting or not baiting? Because we can't bait right now. Did they change it again? 
We haven't been you able can. to bait. Oh, that's right. I forgot about I that. I can bait up way up where I hunt in the UP. Yeah. yeah. But where we hunt around here. County. That's because there's no food up there, man. But I'm just in the little county. You got to feed the deer somehow. I my bait pile in the morning. <laughs> Here's my thing. <laughs> Eating the bears. <laughs> if every outdoor store you go to is going to sell 50-pound bags of corn. Which they do. Exactly. People are still going to bait. We yeah. still sell it at DNR. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, until. I had a guy come over. I had a guy at the store the other day. He's like, he goes, you guys got your bags of corn in yet? I was like, no. I was like, I'd be careful using that, though. He's like, well, why? I was like, because it's illegal. Yeah. No, no, so, man, I'm just trying to fatten up the squirrels. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's my horse feed. Like, what? <laughs> You're feeding your horse salt? <laughs> Go to TSC, <laughs> buddy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a weird-looking puffball mushroom you got going Never seen a there. horse with oh. a rack on it. <laughs> yeah. Old green jeans come out. That's what, what I don't understand. Out here? If you can't yeah. bait Craziest for them. thing, officer. All this, these yellow acorns just drop from the trees. Yeah. If but you I, can't bait for them, how can we still sell it, though? Like, that's, guy, every time you go into the so store right now, you, so the guy behind you has got seven bags of corn. Yeah, but if you bar. go to a gas station in a small town around yeah. here, they got carrots and beets in the winter yeah. makes no for sense. you to I bait. I understand it. Bags of apples, everything. But people don't know is... To get rid of the problem, you have to make it illegal to... Like, I don't... I don't you can't really... You couldn't really make it illegal to sell it. Yeah. Because like you get your med well, card for corn nowadays for yeah, deer. Yeah. It's That's what it is. You know what like, I mean? Straight yeah. up. Yeah. That's a good analogy for yeah. that. Yeah. I'm a thinker. I mean, what, they instituted that ban how long ago? Colin? Like two and a half, three years yeah. ago. I yeah. thought it was a I was longer still in. I was, well, no, no, it was longer than that. I I was, it was it was before was, COVID. Yeah. No, no, Because no, you couldn't bait during COVID. No, it was it was probably four, five years ago because I was still working at Ben's when it happened. Yeah. I was a senior in Back high home. school. Yes. The year, the first year you couldn't bait. I so bet it was 2018, 2019. So it was the that. fall of 2018 hunting season. I remember I was really sad. I was like, wow, <laughs> might not even hunt this year. There's no chance I kill one now. And then I had to go back to instincts. Well, because well, well, they started doing it because of CWD, right? For the most part, that's what they said. That's what they which said. Which is weird because back that, home, that go that ahead. whole I mean, regardless of how much I dislike baiting, that whole argument doesn't make sense. One hundred percent. No, it, the because, scientific research shows it because doesn't you're still work. allowed to use mineral licks in the summertime. And, and plant, plant food plots. It's yeah. the same concept. Food plot, yeah, food plots is what really irks me is the fact that they still allow that but not baiting because it's more so concentrated here's, what, here's no listen here's why natural. here's where yeah. here's where food plots differ a deer can go back so okay so say you you got a food plot you shoot a deer the rest of those deer can still come back and eat those turnips in december january february they can still dig them up mm-hmm. if you shoot a deer in november over a pile of corn their thing is, is that that corn's going to disappear, and then the deer aren't going to be able to eat it. So I thought the thing it was is, like all so chemicals or something <coughs> to worry about corn. Most food plots get eat out. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was that. I thought it was all like they're worried about diseases getting spread through. Well, that's like, the thing. Yeah. Well, that, was that, their, yeah. that was their claim for why they put the band back on. Which, it doesn't make sense, because how many times have deer taken two bites out of a turnip they dig up and then leave it, and then some other deer comes and eats off that same turnip. Exactly. Or, or, or a corn cob in a field. You go yeah. to a cut corn field right now, there's full ears of corn still. You can't tell me that deer aren't going to share that same... You call it the community ever, Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen how close deer get in, like, a like a, like cornfield? They basically lick each other. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. been my, my whole thing is, like... So that's why, that's why, like... Yeah, I'm glad that they... 
stopped baiting, but I think they went about it. The their reasoning way. for yeah. it was not right. A bullshit excuse. Exactly. Because all that does is people so, are still baiting, and there has not been a rise in CWD like an exponential rise. Don't say that, you fuck us. <laughs> I know. Not I'm gonna have to cut, cut that section my, out. Can, oh my! I know everybody that I know. <clears throat> besides me, <laughs> stop baiting. You know what I mean? Or like they didn't stop, but like. You know what well, I mean? Nobody did. You go in front of every one of their stands, there's still a bag of corn, but they're also on private land. You know what I mean? But CO, well, they have planes that fly around. That's what and I they heard. Look a lot of people corn. are getting busted from planes now. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, like flying I mean, planes with like little scopes checking everybody's stuff the, up. Well, if it's all white hard. and it's snowing, you got 50 pounds of yeah. bright yellow kern sitting yeah. in your fucking like, 50 yards from your tree stand or blind. I'm loads. I mean, carrying these bags out. There's a whole corn. Mason's made a Silverado dump truck. He just. 700 pounds of corn should do my stand for the year. Yeah. Got the gauntlet over here. <laughs> just trying to get the turkeys right for fall or for spring. That's that's my thought though. No, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I just it it takes away like the the it, chase. Yeah, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like up north where you hunt is it, are you in the UP in that county? Oh yeah, we're almost in Wisconsin. Yeah, I was oh, yeah. hand baiting up there because. I mean, those deer don't have food. I've gone years without even see deer. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's way different up there. The only grunt you hear is coming out of your butt. Well, <laughs> far. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> Mason wakes up. Oh shit! <laughs> Never mind. It's just bush. Yeah. No. I think Southwest Michigan probably some of the best around, and I don't. I. I have an idea of why. I'm not sure if it's correct. Cam's told me before. I think Cam told me. I'm almost positive. But it's because... So if you look at, like, GPS maps of Michigan, there's... On the southeast Michigan, there's there's where, like, the glacier left a big cut. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of different minerals and stuff over here. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. Yes. Yep. Right, makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. If you, if you pull yeah. it up, if you pull up like satellite view, you can see it. Yeah. It's from like Allegan down to like Three Rivers. Interesting. And you notice that's like the concentration where all the big bucks are at. I hunted around there. There's quite a few big bucks, and that's the last time I hunted a climber. Yeah. I got about five feet off the ground, and I had a buck run next to me, and I go, yeah, you know what? Rack I ain't going any higher. <laughs> if Allegan State game was closer, I'd I'd go look at it more. But there's, there's, there's I don't a lot doubt of that. Gems around, yeah. Really? But there's there's some dude shot an absolute monster last year out of there. But that place is huge. There's place so many, haunted. so many little spots melon where heads. you can get into. The place is haunted. Here's, Here's my thing, though. You see melon heads? <laughs> what? The Allegan melon heads. I, I got a story to tell is. you guys about that place. We're all there. But Colin knows. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> it took me a minute. Um, here's the thing, though, is we're super close to Indiana and Ohio and Illinois within two hours, either state. Those all produce better mature bucks every year than we do. And you can't, we don't get a harsher winter than them right now. They get the same winter as we do in southern Michigan. So you saying those genes from those states are coming into ours? I'm not saying that. I'm saying Sounds it's like that's what you're saying. No, I'm saying it's how we manage our deer. That's what I'm getting at. You look at those states, 
Oh, yeah, 100% is how we made the journey. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying genetic-wise. I was like, two hours is a long walk for a deer. I'm just saying we're that close, and you're seeing that big of a difference. Yeah. Do you talk to somebody, hey, I'm going to go hunt public land in Michigan. No, so I'm going to go hunt public land in Ohio, Indiana. Pennsylvania. Is Pennsylvania good? I don't hear that. You don't hear that? I hear Pennsylvania's ass. It can be. Ohio's sick. Yeah, no. Used to be. Now it's blown up. Yeah, but it's still better than here. True. I've seen some monsters down there. Curses. I've seen... So my dad started hunting down there when I was... Talking about Ohio? Yeah. When I was... Shit. Ten? My dad's been hunting down there for a long time. Before it got popular. Do you guys have land on there? Or you guys we used to have permission. We used to have permission for like 50 acres, but we lost it. This was the sickest 50 acres I've ever seen. There was like a high spot and a low spot. And there's an old oil well, like an oil... Oil drill. field? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of, there used to be like one of the pumps there or whatever, mm-hmm. and a telephone line ran through it or whatever, and on one of the telephone poles was the biggest rub I have ever seen. <laughs> like on a telephone pole, ripped up all the way around it, and you look at the dirt, and it's just, there's no grass around it, just from them just shredding it. Looking That's like a sweet. beaver got at yeah. it. Yeah. Straight Absolutely. up. That bet. That place is, is... But look at the but laws I mean, there, and look at the laws here. One buck state. You know what I mean? That's... Illinois. One buck state. Do you imagine if we turned our state into a one buck state, what it would produce? It'd be giants. <laughs> I'm not... Like, I will live and die by that. Somebody said something today about shooting a doe with their combo tag, and then <laughs> somebody else said, well, yeah, but then you waste your, 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 one, your one of your combo tags. And I was like, yes, you should. <laughs> Listen to this and guy. And they, they came over to me and they were like, you would shoot a doe with your combo tag? And I was like, yeah. I was like, as much as I preach about Michigan should be a one-buck state, why don't I go and smoke two bucks? Right. That's what I did last year. I'll always use a combo tag, one of them for a doe. Yeah. Always. I'm going to hold you to that this year. All right. All right. I won't shoot two bucks. He's going to shoot a doe, have a 170-inch walk by him. Sam's going to listen to this podcast and just cry. <laughs> he shoots both of his bucks, giants, before gun season even starts. <laughs> well, that's different. He's on his own property and manages it good. Yeah. I was going to say it works for him. Well, he's shooting two mature bucks. He's not shooting, shooting two 80-inch deer. Shoot, you know what I'm saying? That just came out of he's their mother's shooting, womb last year. He's shooting 280-inch deer. <laughs> So, like, I mean, I don't know. There's but the thing about it, too, is this whole family can do it. So it's like either you just have a property that can handle two bucks. Do you bucks. know how many acres he has? And he's got, like, an 80, 40, another <laughs> 40. All connected? And maybe saw another 40, maybe. Is it all know. connected? Are they no, he's got close? two 40s, right, connecting. Just with, like, a little bit of a little gray area. But they still connect on the backside and then an 80 farther down. So he's not in the same area. Yeah, within 15 So when you have that size. much land and your whole, just your family hunts it, like, yeah, go ahead and shoot two bucks. I mean, that's right. your guys' thing. Like, you're you're managing it. You know what's on there. I think his neighbors but, do respect, like, big deer. They let them walk. That's the big, that's th- a big thing. That's the big thing, especially, like, back home. I only hunt, like, maybe a 15-acre parcel, but I have a choke point between t- two subdivisions. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the north shoots whatever the fuck they want, no matter how big or how small it is. Welcome to Michigan. Exactly. Everybody to the south does the exact same thing. 
Now, I don't have, like, really any food sources other than acorns. So the section I hunt is more like a travel corridor. They got bedding and water right next to where I hunt. That's key. It is. Because they bed to the south on this other dude's property who doesn't hunt. Or if he does hunt, I don't know that he... If he does hunt, because I've never seen him out. But is that the problem? From his porch, he got a good camera. (laughs) Front porch shooting. But but I I don't disagree with the getting the neighbors involved though, and you know what bucks aren't deer aren't just they don't just stay in one spot. They move around. They especially first week of November. Mm -hmm. They move. Last not last year, two years ago. I this was the first time I realized how far. A mature buck will travel during the rut. Yeah, I was gonna say during the rut, it's a game changer. Yeah, miles. Yeah, and so it was this night. I hadn't seen anything all night. I was pissed, and uh, this doe comes flying up over the ridge and just like stops at twenty yards and just looks at me. And I was like, "You son of a bee! Now you're gonna get it." <laughs> she looks back, and then I hear something coming behind her because I knew what time of year it was. It was like. First, second week of November. I was like, oh, somebody's behind her. I was like, whether it's a mm-hmm. spike or a giant. Like Around Halloween, I'm standing up if I see a doe. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? So that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. so I stood up, grabbed my bow. She's staring at me, and I'm just like, froze. And then I hear behind her. She looks behind her and then takes off again. So I look, and Omega just standing there drooling, staring at her. And he comes up. Yeah. Little further, just know. lets out this, <laughs> and I was like, "What? This is like a TV show." See nothing else. Like an elk bugle. He comes and he stops like broadside, twenty yards, perfectly. And so I like, he's just staring at her, locked on. So I just draw up like nothing's happening. And I shoot and I hear it hit him, and he jumps, kicks, and takes off. And I'm looking at him through my binos, watching him run around the circle. And I'm just shaking. You can barely see through the binoculars. <laughs> Isn't the tunnel vision the best up. thing after Dude, that? No, it's terrible. No, I love the feeling. I was watching But him. it's like, oh my God, where'd it go? I was watching him, and he didn't fall over. I was like, what the heck? I was like, why didn't he fall over yet? Because it sounded like I smoked him. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like you just smoked a pumpkin with a baseball bat. <laughs> so like, I get down. I call my dad, and I was like, I think I just smoked one. He's like, what do you mean you think you smoked one? I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, it sounded good. I was like, but he, I didn't get to see him. I didn't watch him fall over. He's like, okay. He's like, just wait as long as you can. Go look, see see what you find. So I waited till like, close to dark. I was stoked. I couldn't wait. Get down, go look, and it's just a bunch of, like, just a bunch of brown hair. Oh, no. And I was like, what the hell happened? So I look, and, like, you can feel a little bit of, like, like meaty, like, residue on him. So, like, I knew, like... I had to have, like, hit something, and I looked and looked and looked and didn't find any blood, so I was like, whatever, he was just packing in. The next week, I was at work, and Nick, Nick Van Dam had shot one, and he was telling the story, he's like, yeah, he's like, some tool shot it, like, wounded it with a bow, because he shot it in gun season. He's like, some tool wounded it with a bow. Are you hunting over by him? I'm five miles north of him. Holy crap. Five miles north. Same deer. Mm-hmm. He's like, some tool wounded it with a bow. And I turned around. I was like, yeah, it was me. I was like, let me see that picture again. And I looked at it. And sure as shit. Same deer. Same deer. Because he had his main bean. He was missing his G3 
three on his left side. So his main beam, it just looked... I, that's the one thing I remember about that deer is his left side was long. Just because it was... You couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Right? Just missing. Mm-hmm. It was just missing that last that last point. But in Nick's picture, it was broken off. So he had uh. he had busted it off since I had shot at him, and then trekked it five miles south. Yeah. So like, I mean, you think about it, like. Well, also five, you shot him too. That's the thing. I'd probably dip out of that area as well. Yeah, that's true. You know five I mean? miles? Yeah, though? that's a long yeah, That's a, a hike. I had a buck last year, and Barnsley said he had the same one, and he was four or five miles. I mean, road-wise, four to five miles, but yeah. they're not taking the road. But still, that's a long ways. Yeah. Have, have you guys looked at the Missouri Deer Lab's Facebook page? Mm-hmm. Look at it. It's, is, oh, wait. Is that like... sick. What is it? Uh, so, I'm pretty sure it's Missouri. Uh, they have like a deer study program. And I don't know how much, if they own X amount of acres down there, or if they have a bunch of, like, permission from, like, uh, farmers and stuff. But they, like, collar uh, bucks and does, and they'll ping the signal, like, once every couple hours or something like that. And essentially all it does is they just track, like, how deer move, like, what time of the year. And they... They've got all this data that shows that, like, they have multiple different bedding areas. Some of them are, like, in a really core area that isn't that big. But other bedding areas might be, like, two miles away. No way. You swear to God. It's the craziest thing. So they got huh. little hotels they like to stay yeah. in. Yeah. They, well, Every other yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. And different times of the year, they'll stay in, like, these different bedding areas. No shit. Yeah, which, which is crazy, but, I mean, if you think about it, running five miles. You ain't running back. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, I ain't running why back. Why would you run five miles just to come back around? No, you're going to stay, especially if you're, yeah, especially if you're, you know, if you're horny at that time. You want to settle down for a quick second, <laughs> get it on, and then go to the next broad, yeah. you know? Uh, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, look them up after after we get done here. They yeah. got some really good information on so then, time of the year for moving. So the other thing was I was talking to my dad after that happened, and Nick shot that deer, and we were talking. And I was like, I was like, that just seems like it's too far for that deer to go. And he was saying that like once deer reach like I think it's like between like two and a half and three and a half years old, they do this thing. It's called like the walk of death, I guess. So they're like they're big enough to where they could they can push deer out, but they're also not big enough to like hold down that ground if another deer comes in, a bigger mm-hmm. deer comes in. Mm-hmm. So they'll just walk, they'll just walk until they find a spot that doesn't have any bigger bucks, and then they'll hunker down there. Interesting. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, makes that, sense though. That well, yeah. I mean, are you gonna go down the street crazy. where everybody's gonna kick your ass, that. or are you yeah, gonna go exactly. down the street you're gonna run that, that shit? Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. even think about that. I mean, that validates the fact that, you know, some people are like, oh, there's no there's no big bucks here at X time of the year. Yeah. And right. then all of a sudden, you're like, holy shit, I got a Boone and Crockett right here. Yeah. So you got a it good dumb spot. Exactly. You know, that exactly. thing load up. That's the thing. If you, have a, if you have a really good spot where there's a bunch of does, mm-hmm. that's all you need. You just got to stick it out till. That's kind of how mine is. <laughs> it'll eventually yeah. happen. Speaking of does, early season. here's my question. Is doe management just as important as buck management? Hell yeah. Thank yeah. you. Shoot them all. Does? <laughs> yeah. Why? What's your reasoning? Because if you Why? have a lot of does, you have smaller bucks breeding those does. Yeah. 
more chances for them to get it on. I mean, if you're hunting, say, this X spot that has so many does, there's one buck, but there's 50 small little shits that have horrible genetics, and they're like a 14-year-old finding what the internet is and just going around <laughs> popping everything. I love our references. <laughs> These have been some funny references. But it's like, so, like, when we were first started hunting in Ohio, we were trying to figure out why they're so much bigger down there. And the buck-to-doe ratio was one of the biggest things we figured out. So down there, it was like a, I think we said it was like a, a one-to-three. So for every, or no, yeah, it was like a, it was like a two to three. So like for every two bucks, there's three does. And up here, it was like a, like a four to five or like a two to four. Hmm. So for every two bucks, there's four does. So they don't got to move as much around and search. So if there's, if there's more does, those bigger bucks don't have to move around as much to find does. If there's less does... They got to travel further. I like that analogy better. They try to, f- they got to go further that's to find more one. does. Yeah. So that's what the thing is like. I got into a big argument last year with Bo because he was like, "No, I don't shoot the does. The does have the genetics." And I was like, "One, no, they don't. Two, shoot every doe." <laughs> All right. Well, there's a time and a place, I guess, for doe management. Well, yeah. Obviously, I'm not gonna smoke a doe on first. Like if I'm killing a doe, it's late season. Or early. No, it should be early because you shoot a doe in late season. Yeah, you got a good chance of it being bred. Yeah. Eh, but when I shoot a deer, the whole the whole family comes out. I need that trouble. <laughs> uh, I see plenty of does late season. I'm just gonna shoot them. Prepare for the next season. <laughs> okay, hey, here's another. Play the long game. Here's here, another thing. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I don't play the short box. Play the long box. Yeah, I play the long game. I was I was talking to my older brother and he was telling me about. Um, I can't remember who he was watching on YouTube or something, but they'll they'll shoot a doe, and then they won't get down until the end of the night. They'll leave it laying in the field. Because deer don't have the same reaction... To death. To a dead deer yeah. as we do as a dead person. Yeah. And we don't think about that. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, homeboy's sleeping. They see that shit all the time, oh, man. Yeah. Their, bu- their buddies get hit on the side of the road. Exactly. Oh, God. Look at a turkey. A turkey will fight that thing and it's yeah. dead. I never thought about that. Yeah, I didn't either until my older brother told me about that. So what's he <laughs> Shout out. You Shout have out an older brother? Yeah. No, repeat that. He shoots them and... So his, so if they have a doe or whatever and they shoot it at the beginning of the night, okay. they'll leave it there till the end of the... till the, till they're done or whatever. End of the hunt. Yeah, mostly. Especially in the... Especially in the rut. Mm-hmm. Because if that's a hot doe and you shoot it, they stay hot for X amount of days. Mm-hmm. It's like four or five. That scent's still out there. They, that, like, their, their scent or whatever, they're in heat. They, like, stay, quote, in heat. I can smell them coming. For a long time until they're, like, until the scent goes away or whatever. Right. So if you shoot one, because, who is that? I think it was the Jury Brothers. They had, there was doe that was in heat that got hit on the side of the highway. And there was a buck laying down like 10 yards away. And they came back two days later and he was still laying next to her. <laughs> yeah. Playing a long game. Ride yeah. or die. He <laughs> wanted that shit. He, oh, he got a ride or die right there. But that's, what, that's the thing though. Is <laughs> hey, girl, you okay? <laughs> no, what I'm not saying is just 
smoke some dough and leave it lay there for three days. <laughs> yeah. Should have told me that. Now I might kill dough during a rut. <laughs> Decoy. <laughs> yeah, straight up. That's pretty much what those those guys that my brother was talking about use them as, though. I mean, obviously not for multiple days, but for right. that, that night or whatever. You yeah. shoot one at the beginning of the night. That's just, it's just laying in the field. Yeah. But also... Not 100% of the time is that buck going to be right behind that doe. It might be lagged 45 minutes and it's getting close to That's the end thing. hours. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm going to shoot this doe. Well, you shoot that doe and it sits there and shit, what do you know? 15 minutes later, this buck's coming out. Yeah. You just I never know. could definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that happened a lot this year, especially hunting a field. Like, I never really hunted fields until this year. And then it's kind of crazy how often, like... Five deer will come out, five does, and you sit there and watch it for a half hour, and then all of a sudden, you know, 20 minutes later, a buck will come out. Always, oh, yeah. always watch the field edge. Always watch well, the field edge. Well, the big buck I shot a few years ago, does came out, and we're like, okay, we should watch. Those does dipped. Like 15 minutes later, this other doe, and I'm like, oh, shit, this other doe, this is another doe behind it. because it was funny. Its head was up in the branches, and I'm like... The big ass doe, like body wise, and it steps out. I'm like, good thing I didn't shoot one of them does. Like that would have f me. Yeah. In sense, I mean, unless I let it lay. But then again, you hear that gunshot, and that throws a little bit of spookiness out there. I don't know. Remember what happened to Brennan last year? What? I think it was opening day. Brennan shot. Like a six or an eight point or something like that, fairly decent size. <laughs> Let it lay for like two or three hours. Like right after that, another big deer came out. Oh yeah, he's like, we're like, oh no way, no no way that happened. He goes, dude, I swear to God. And he sends us videos. He's like, well, there's two dead deer right here, and they're decent sized bucks. <laughs> Holy shit! He had a kill streak going. Yeah, my, my grandpa called the UAV. My grandpa, he he'd uh, he like bought his tags, but he wasn't feeling good because he's getting older or whatever, and he didn't end up going out opening morning. We went out to do the horse chores, and behind the manure pile was, like, this decent eight point. It was, like, 120, 130, just standing there staring at him. Grandpa's doing the chores. So he goes to the house, grabs a gun, shoots it, and just drops, and he's like, I'll go get it after the chores are done. (laughs) He comes back out, and it's standing up again. (laughs) He's like... Son of a bitch. He's like, goes and gets the gun and he shoots it again. He goes out there, five yards apart, there's two bucks laying next to each other. <laughs> Gnarly. Gnarly. Your grandpa likes to drink during his chores. <laughs> <laughs> got the old flask in his jacket. <laughs> say, well, uh, say manure one more time for me, please. Manure. Manure? Manure pile. Manure pile. <laughs> wow. Manure. What? <laughs> no. Say it one more. Manure. Manure? <laughs> Got a little twang on there. Yeah. That's Manure. A, that's a thumb accent. <laughs> thumb accent. <laughs> <laughs> they don't see many other cultures. No. <laughs> people are own. <laughs> so are you guys hunting for gun season? Or are you guys shooting? Not public land in Kalamazoo. Are you God, no. <laughs> Not it's like walking to War X. Well, now, yeah. I mean, after that law fast a few years ago, everybody's kind of up in there what they're shooting. I hear a lot of people saying they like the 350s because they're faster. Like, down here, at least. I mean, I don't know where you guys can shoot up in the thumb. I don't know if you're in the rifle zone or not. No, we're below no, the line. Yeah, still below it, yeah. Which is nuts, because if you look at it, 
all the farm tools that are out there. Dude, I know. There's no reason to only shoot uh, that type of caliber. You can yeah. easily shoot a 30 odd six, 308, whatever you want. Yeah, caliber wise, and not worry where your shot's gonna go. Yeah, but it's you have all these people stock. that watch YouTube, and it's like, oh, shooting this deer at 1100 yards out west, and they're gonna be like, oh, why can't I do this in this agriculture field in Michigan? Mm, I like, see that. It's like, just like the crossbows. Absolutely. They they target them for a hundred yards. People are like, "Oh, you shoot a deer at hundred yards." Yeah, but a lot of the a lot of the fields in the thumb That's are owned by a lot like about. the same people. Crossbows. Yeah, yeah, you, you've got you've got more yeah, than enough space. They are getting. I'm getting more at the ethical, I, not the no, just I, sending yeah, fucking I, yeah, bullets I down. Or, I, I see the ethical side of it. Yeah. yeah see, me, I'd probably have to take a shot at 1,100 yards. See if I can hit it. That's so different than a hundred yards with a crossbow, though. Yeah. That bullet's going thirteen hundred feet per second. Yeah. Crossbow's still only going four hundred. Yeah, but a thousand yard shot. There's so much that goes into it. Your average Joe's well, not yeah, gonna be able to go out there still. and take a hundred thousand yard no. shot. Yeah, but your average dude's also not gonna be able to shoot a crossbow hundred yards. The crossbow thing pisses it's irritating. me off more than baiting. Because they're raving and 10 points doing it now, marking in these 500 feet per second crossbows, 10 points claiming they've got the fastest crossbow in the world, which technically I guess they do. 518. But like... That's hauling ass. That's still, <laughs> yeah. that's still at past 50 yards, that's still not fast enough to shoot that far. Ethically at a deer. Ethically. Yeah. But why don't they preach that as a company? Say, hey, we built this cross. I know, but at the same time, you're still going to make money if people are like. That's all they're doing is trying to make money. Yeah, but that irritates me. That irritates me too. Market it as being more ethical at 50 and in. Customers always come up to me at the store and are like, oh, what's my range go to if I get this? I'm like, (laughs) it's the same as a compound. (laughs) I'm like, you're not going to. I was like, "If if you see a deer at 70 yards. And you pull the trigger, and that deer decides that it wants that blade of grass over there instead of the one it's standing next to, your shot is toast. Don't matter. I don't know. I've heard stories of guys killing around here 100 yards of the ravens. I, I have too, but still. But, like, would I do it? But do you hear Probably. the horror stories Probably. of somebody taking a shot at 100 yards and chopping its left foot off? Yeah. The one shooting 100 yards on here is the one's baiting still. That's yeah, true. they needed to stand still <laughs> yeah. that long. That Sit there for a minute. It it takes a minute, even if it's flying that fast. It still takes a minute for that arrow to get there. I'll tell you what though. Each year crossbows are out. There's more dudes who've got bad shoulders <laughs> coming to the store. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I got oh. a I got a bad shoulder. I need a crossbow. I can't now. pull it back no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can still pull it back, but it hurts. Yeah, but how about the guys that are out there on YouTube? I'm a dude over there shooting deer at 90 yards with their compounds. What's your what what's See, your limit right there? Most of the guys shooting compounds that far shoot every day. Yeah. Talk. But what's Hunter? What's your limit? What are you shooting one at? My limit? 40. 40. Yep. For there's too much anything after 40 for me personally. There's just too much. There's too many variables that that deer could do to keep that shot ethical. Especially if he's head down. Oh, 100%. If he's head down, no way. Yeah. No way. He's ducking it. He's already there. Yeah. He's already 50% ducked at that point with, the, with yeah. his head down. Why would you take the chance? It Why would you take the matter, chance? It doesn't matter how quiet these bows are. That deer hears you snap your fingers. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think about how quiet the man you give them is. They stop and look. Now imagine that deer's at 60 yards and it hears SWACK! <laughs> you know what Plus I'm saying? Plus a shit ton of movement yeah. when it turns and looks at you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. That's, my, uh, that's the thing. My, I haven't had, I haven't ran across I will that say yet. though, like, like, like I haven't when ran you see like, like the big dudes like Levi Morgan and Chris B and whoever out west, like that, that video, that film of Levi shooting that, that sheep at like 102 yards. I guess I saw that. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that sick. Hard. Yeah. You just, I think, because my dad was, my dad was talking about, he shot a moose in Idaho and it was at 60. I mean, like, it's a little different. It's a moose. They're dumb. They're slow. It's also five times the size of a whitetail. Also, like, yeah. Like, barn wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> he said, he said. It You're was, looking at its belly when it's standing next to you. <laughs> yeah. He said when he, when he shot. And let his bow down. He was still watching the arrow go. And he said it was the slowest time. He's like, it was the slowest I've ever watched an arrow travel. And he just watched the arrow just bury right into it and just disappear. He and sent a just... text out while I was still in the air. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think the speed that the crossbows are at are enough to shoot further than what a compound can. Do you think they can, are they going to push the limits? What's it going to be like 10 years from now? For a Even worse. Honestly, I don't see how they can get further ahead than what they're at. That's what I've heard. I've heard they're... I, I don't know. Same with, same with they're vertical. They're going to come up with something. Same with vertical bows, though. They're going to come Matthews, up with something. How about they come out with Matthews, some crazy gas system? That Matthews, Hoyt. You know, no, they already do. <laughs> they already do. Those are, those are outlawed. They already got that. Really? Yeah. It's like a CO2. Yeah, it's like a pellet gun uh, that shoots a... It's like a pellet gun. It's like one of those CO2 pellet guns. Oh, shit, but we, sh- we shot the R500 the at 100 yards. How yeah. much Yeah. How much it's drop like was that. at 100 yards in the R500? It was insane. Yeah, insane. It was like over 20 inches. Really? 20 inches of drop, that's huge. Yeah. At Think about a bullet. How about that yeah. crossbow? I can shoot two bolts now. Dumb. <laughs> Excalibur, if you're listening, that bow was a piece of garbage. <laughs> we sold it. We bought, We got him at the we're, store. We're getting into do it now. <laughs> we got him at the store, and I was like, this will never sell. You sold so I roll in there. Hell no. Yeah. We haven't sold any. People come in there, and what do you think about it? Garbage? <laughs> Till I roll in there. Try, <laughs> try. Yeah, two son of first one. Double I got one, Casey ducks it, one, Casey doesn't. <laughs> swag, swag. Mason's no, thinking long game here. We're long shooting, game always, gentlemen. We were shooting the R500 out behind the store because the customer wanted us to cite the fancy Garmin site in. Oh, that's another thing we'll talk about, too, because that's... Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know they made a Garmin for the crossbow. Or uh, it's the yeah. same thing. It's the same same deal. And a vertical right. bow. But we were shooting it. I know that. And from when you pull the trigger, you can look up from the scope. I got to check my watch and then look back up and then it would hit. I've shot a Raven at It's still yards. a solid five seconds. That's a long time. At 100? Yes, dude. Has anybody ever uh, like chronoed a bolt <laughs> at like 100 yards? To see what it's still actually flying at that point. It, it's got to be still fast enough to do damage. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about it, it can't drop that much lower than where your compound is mm-hmm. out the gate. Well, that, and you think of a recurve. I mean, you're not shooting 
extremely fast with the recurve. You're also shooting no more than 20 yards. I know, but I'm just saying, like... The recurve guys are nuts. <laughs> they used to hunt. Dude, insane. They're hardcore. They're I, missed hardcore. The I missed my first buck I ever shot Respect. at. Was uh, with my recurve back in the day on public ground. Got one? No, I missed it. Oh. One of the It was probably that size without the drop time. No I swear way. to God. Right over its back. I was so All right, you guys, you guys know how much I rep shifties. Oh, yeah. Steve... Steve Stick. Steve Shifflett, owner, operator, whatever. He exclusively shoots traditional bows. That's awesome. He's sick. Like builds his own arrows, everything. The whole nine yards. He's like, an absolute dude, badass. Michigan out of doors that comes on there. Mm-hmm. He probably knows him. He's super tight in the traditional community. I was gonna say it's gotta be a little his family. bows. His they are they pretty much are. He shot about they, everything with it, hasn't he? Yeah. He's been to Africa. He's been all over the place. No shit. Dude, he is a hunter. Obviously, you don't listen to the podcast. We had an episode. We talked about it. Uh, I listen to it when I can. (laughs) I apologize. That's fair. I'm sorry. It was like the sixth episode, so obviously you don't listen to it often. (laughs) Uh, I used to listen to it all the time when I was driving around for work, but I'm not driving as much for work now. (laughs) Where are you working now? I still work for the city, but yeah. I was doing a lot of driving in between stations because I went from operations side to maintenance. So now I'm actually inside stations fixing shit. Well, supposed to be fixing stuff. <laughs> it's limited <coughs> on parts right now, but I used to listen to like everything. You guys I used to listen to Ike Live, uh, Bass Talk Live, everything. Now I can't. But back to the the Garmin sites, range finding both sites. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. I think it's sweet not knowing anything about it, <coughs> but... I really, honestly, I really, I don't have any beef with them. Uh, how does it work? I don't have Do you like much. how it works? The Garmin's, no. I, there's too many, there's too many points of error on the Garmin's. Whereas, if you forget uh, to read... So, so there's a company called Burris, they make, they make one called the, the Oracle. Yeah. So Garmin has their Zero, Kay. and Burris has the Oracle. Mm-hmm. I like the Burris a lot more. One, it's like seven hundred dollars cheaper. Is it smaller? If I remember right, the Garmin Zero. I had... The Garmin's huge. No, yeah. the Burris is still big. Is it's it still got big? the range finder right. and all that jazz. But the Burris has no screen on the inside, and it's got a it's got a single strip right down the center of a bunch mm-hmm. of LED lights. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about it is they have one of those lights is bigger than the rest that stands out even when the sight's off, and you use that as your twenty yard pin. So if your battery dies or whatever, you still have a reference point. You've always got a twenty yard pin. Yeah. If Damn. The Gar- if, if the Garmin dies, you're toast. You just got a blank screen. <laughs> but at that point, you shouldn't even be shooting. What do you mean? If it's a blank screen, I mean to somewhat. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm saying the Burris will never have a blank screen. I'm saying with the Garmin though. You said if it has a blank screen, I say you shouldn't even shoot at that point. No, yeah, that's, what, that's yeah. what I mean. What yeah, does it take? Do you just have to recharge it with like a yeah. USB or yeah? I like I like that idea of having a reference point. Yeah, but I mean the, the other thing I don't like about the Garmin too is like that screen in there. Like, what do you do if it's raining or if it's misty or foggy or whatever? You could be cleaning it out. It's gonna ruin your shot. Exactly. Uh, perception. All it, all it takes is one raindrop or one piece of dew to fall from the leaf, <laughs> and then screws everything up. Boom! There's a hundred pins in your sight <laughs> instead of one. <laughs> Bubba spits his dip juice into it. <laughs> Clean it off for a point. Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't 
people were like people were like talking about like well, at what point do you like take the skill out of the game but I mean same with fishing though yeah, I was just about to say. Garmin's always, yeah. Uh, yeah. Garmin's always the foot Those door. bastards. Yeah. They're always engineers. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really compare that the the range finding thing to the live scope though. What would you compare it with? Besides a crossbow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, cell cams. Cell cams. Huge pro. You know what I mean? Low, yeah. <laughs> Low key though. You're seeing them when you're not there. Yeah. <coughs> but I mean, I, I don't I don't really know what I would compare it to, but like. Just like side scan. When side scan first came out, kind of deal. Kind of, yeah. 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 Not necessarily cheating by any means, but it just gives you a Definitely little bit upper advantage. Yeah. 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 Keeps you out of the woods more. There's less. Because I mean, really, really, only the only difference between the garments sights and you using a rangefinder in the stand. Mm-hmm. It's all in one. It's a solid one. Yeah. yeah. It's all built in. I mean, what is crazy about it, though, is that you range it and then a little green light just shows up on your screen. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, That's where I need to aim, yeah. 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 But how easy does that get messed up? Like, if you were to accidentally knock that on your tree? Not easy. Mm-hmm. No, they're pretty. I've shot one. I, I had to set one up for a like a package bow at the store. They're sweet. I'm oh, that Hoyer, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to lie. They're sweet. I haven't dicked around with one yet. I remember getting them when they first came out when we were still feeding. I think of them as a better version of a single pin sight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only difference is you don't have to turn a wheel to get to your next. I'm trying right. to find What are you talking right. about? Single pin. Just like, like a rolling single, single pin, pin that you pin. dial. It's got the calibrated oh, distance. Okay. That's why I got the React, cuz. With the B Real uh, right, handle. That new trophy ridge, the React whatever. Do you got the fancy one? No. No. They got no. a new one. They got a new <laughs> one. They got a new one that. Tells you, oh, damn it! How's it? How does it work? It like pulls it. You can like digitally read the yards, and then it. Oh, I can't remember how it works exactly. I'll have to look it up and tell you guys later. <laughs> but it, it's the new the new React site from Trophy Ridge is nuts. Right. Yeah. I still roll with Big the Ridge, HHA yeah. optimizer. Oh yeah. Old school. Yeah. Those older HHAs are sweet. Yeah. The newer ones are not as good. What kind of broadheads do you use? G5. Montech. Fixed fixed blade. blade. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Remember when I said M-Tech? It's Montech. Yeah, Montech. Montech, yeah. Oh, just a fixed blade? I don't... I've seen too many horror videos. You ain't seen horror videos about... Let me put that in your leg and you take off running. Oh, God, no. I know mechanicals have changed... Over the Drastic years, big yeah. time. Which maybe I'll go, maybe I'll try them again, but not if it's working. Why would you change? Well, it? Well, yeah, that's my that's don't my fix thing. But like, don't like rage is always yeah. working. Why would yeah. I switch up from rage if it's worked for me? But why not try something a little bit different? Why Guys, not be not have variety? Customers, customers variety. always ask me at the store, like, how do I know which which mechanical is the best? I'm like, you don't. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> if you use them, <laughs> I was like, it? if you really want to know, you're gonna it's gonna take three years. Yeah. It's like you're gonna have to pick one each year. Yep. Shoot a lot of deer. Unless and you see what just, happens. unless you just get mad doe tags like you can now and just 
cycle through the broadheads, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm for it. Right. What is it like? Ten does a year, or is it? Oh, they unlimited. It's yeah, dough it's a day, right? Yeah, you, you can buy, buy one dough tag a day. Yeah, pretty much. That is nuts. What is that? It's perfect. <laughs> They're not gonna sell through. You know how many? Oh, what was the number? They did a deer count in. Think like Wisconsin, Illinois. I have something about that. Down below, me. and the number of deer in like Illinois was like five hundred and seventy some thousand. Oh, in a season. Yeah. Damn. In Michigan, one point two million <laughs> killed, <laughs> alive. Damn. Yeah. That's why. The, that's, that's why it's that a no goes, day. <laughs> that goes back to the. I just said killed because I know how many people hunt here. You never know. So you think about it. So you think about it like we were talking in Ohio. There's not as many does. There's also not as many deer laying on the side of the road down there. Right. Because there's not as many deer. Right. Well, but I've heard deer. that has a lot to do with insurance companies. Is they like that? They're getting money from it. Conspiracies. Bum bum bum. <laughs> I've heard Brennan, it more than once. Yeah, Brennan. I know where that's going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I believe all of that. No, I don't think the insurance companies have anything to do with it. <laughs> why, why would they want you to hit more deer? What yeah. are they getting out of it? They're they losing, still they're make losing, money out of it. They're losing. How are no. they, they got to pay you. You've they're still making the money. How do they make money off of paying you out, though? That's what I don't get. Somehow they're making money. I know he that. doesn't know. <laughs> you guys should see his face right now. He realizes he's effed up. But no, there's some way Geometry, they're making money. <laughs> you pay them a certain amount of money every year. All right, listen to this. If I have 10 clients. You're telling me insurance companies don't make money, though? You're buying. <laughs> insurance companies making money off of you paying them versus them paying you for uh, damage to your car from a if deer I are two totally different company, things. This is getting out of here. <laughs> I, I'm sticking to it. Colin's looking like that meme with that lady I'm with, with all the Colin, math equations going through her head right now going, where did I fuck up? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, there's parts of it more than just that. You think the insurance companies are paying the DNR then? Not just and that. the clients that are hitting the DNR. <laughs> I think, no, <laughs> they're I'm saying. They're, they're double losing No, what money. I'm saying is there's a, a lot of money that model. is involved, so that won't change. They're paying the deer. No shot. Okay. Paying the deer. Yo, cuz, run out there and get hit for me real quick. Sack fly. Left field. Oh, no! <laughs> what else you got to talk about, Hunter? That's all we got. We've rambled enough. Oh, so it's shit on Colin. Let's <laughs> close it out. Well, well, shit I got, on Colin. I got oh, no, yes. Guys, I retired today. I'm out. <laughs> I got one more thing. Yeah, spit your thing in your deer numbers. How do you guys feel about the online tracking this year? What you mean? The I heard reporting. about that. Oh, how you have to report your deer? Yeah. because um, So here's here's something that, in one of the Facebook pages, I think it's Michigan Whitetail Hunters I, or something I haven't like put that. a lot of thought into this one yet. Okay. I so mean, far, there's almost been 10,000 deer killed after the youth hunt, doe hunt. What? And the liberty hunt. Nuh-uh. Swear to God. In you, you can You can look it up right you now. You can track the number? Yeah. 10,000? Yeah. The number was like 9,000. Over a weekend? A, yeah. Well, a couple weekends. You you gotta think, they're hunt, taking the little, the little hellions out yeah. to the gauntlet. You know, they haven't seen anybody. That's another thing I could get heated about is the youth hunt. Yeah, youth hunt's interesting. I think they should put it back to 14 years old. What is it, what is it in other how, states? Huh? What is it in, like, Ohio? Most states are the same as us now. 
But I, I still disagree with that. What is that? I had to What's wait until I was 14, you know? Yeah. What's the cutoff? Like, what are the ages you can hunt it? It used to be 14. Oh, 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. But I it used to be you, But it way. used to be you couldn't hunt until you were 14. Oh. Yeah. By yourself, right? I think. I'm not sure. I mean, I was out there young. Hmm. I was just curious. I think it's going to be interesting to see... I heard I could be wrong. You could get big trouble if you don't report it too. Well, I heard processors aren't supposed to take deer unless that you have like the confirmation number right on your tag when you go to take it to a processor. I mean, there's a lot of people that obviously process their own, but the people that don't have the time or the space, you know, they don't have a walk-in cooler or anything like that. They shoot a shoot a deer early season when it's still 90 degrees outside. Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah. Let me look it up real quick. All right. He's going to look it up. Thanks for shitting on me, guys. Well, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. (laughs) They make money somehow. You pay deductions and you pay your fee, whatever it's called in the insurance world. Okay, here we go. I'm done arguing about this, Colin. As of today. No. September 22nd at 10.31 p.m., there have been 9,703 deer reported, and we've had three How many hunts. don't know about that law right now? Uh, I, I, you know? I sold the guy to, or I sold the tag to a guy the other day, and I was like, yeah, make sure you you know report your harvest. He's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Many, I bet you that's close to double. Here's I, my, yeah, but think my, about how many old dudes are going to go out there and shoot and be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not tracking it. Yeah. But, okay, so here's actually the cool thing, too. You can break this down by county. Antlered and antlerless. Really? Yeah, on on the Michigan well, DNR website. They should make it where you have to track how many antler restrictions and everybody can see it. Kalamazoo, we've had... What's the first one? Antlered. 47 bucks shot, 41 does for a total of 88. So far, it looks like the highest county of bucks that have been shot. McCollum County. That's... That's Which is over in Detroit, right? Montcalm? Yeah. No. Montcalm or is Montcalm? Montcalm. Montcalm? No. So it's McCall and Montcalm. Montcalm's just north of, like, uh, you know where Rockford is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, huh. so Rockford yeah. might be a part of that. Yeah, Rockford's just outside. Okay, that's what I was, yeah. This is Howard City, Edmore Lakeview. Yeah, and then it goes into McCall stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just north of GR about. How many did they miles. have killed? Like two hundred and ten bucks. Oh, okay, let's let's, but, let's honestly take a guess though. With it with it being nine thousand seven hundred and some, he said. How many people don't know about the law? First of all, and how many people are like the guy Brian talked to? That are like, hey, I ain't reporting that. You kidding me? Yeah. I never had to do this in my life. Why would I do it now? What's the I number? Bet you, do you think it's double? Yeah. Under fifty percent, actually. I really? actually think reporting. Yeah. Well, at the I end bet of, you there's double that. At the I, end that's what shot. I was thinking too. At the I end, bet you it's not even end of the year. They'll be able to tell how many people have bought in tags and how many have actually gotten reported, and so we'll, you'll have a final count of how many people actually reported it versus how many tags are actually sold. And they probably estimate fifty percent of the people that bought a tag that haven't reported it or whatever probably 
shot a deer and self process or something. But is it mandatory that, you have to put antler like it had antlers or But if you have to put antlers, you should have to tell how many antlers and then everybody can see that actually give you an actual visual of how many small bucks got shot. Well yeah, I oh, I wonder if I can re- just do like a dummy report real quick. They give names? No, just breaks it down by county antlerless and antler. We got the bully? It's kinda cool. <laughs> but you could but I'm not saying somebody would, but what if somebody goes in there and just smits a bunch of Fake deer. I don't you know why they you would. Your, you gotta have your tag number, I think. So you have to put in your tag number. Yeah. Example. Okay, yeah. Good. So you have to put in your license number, and then I I don't have my tags up for the season, so I can't begin the report. But I imagine it probably asks you how many antlers it had. Yeah. It make know, like it'd be absolutely stupid tags. if they didn't do that when they literally have this technology to report everything. Yeah. But almost ten thousand deer shot so far. That's nuts. It's my dad's shooting deer for the kids. <laughs> yeah, my two-year-old smoked <laughs> oh, this huge 140 glass velvet. You have no idea. Hold the gun. This girl, it's this dad hunting with his baby in the, in the little thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, car seat. He's yeah. like, you thought <laughs> Johnny can't wipe his own ass, ass but he just shot this booner. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. ARs, crossbows. Oh yeah, this guy kid shot a 14 points. 180 inch deer. My four year old shot this with a 300 wind mag. We're still <laughs> teaching him how to walk. Cap. I'll show you guys a picture of this. Uh, That's the other thing. My That's buddy the... back home and his kid. So I have to say, I like these round tables deer. though. What? I like this round table thing. It's kind of oh, fun. This is good. Kids See, like, kids like kid, seven years old. That kid shot it. You can tell. Kid shot it. Yeah. You can tell. So, oh, yeah, you're smiling from ear to ear. That's what it's about right there. <laughs> that's that's one of my buddies from back home. But at the home. same time, was that kid propped up with that gun on a thing with the dad pointed the cross? I think it? he used a crossbow either way, same concept. But I don't remember. I would imagine so because I think he's a pretty big box blind hunter. He used to be a really big like tree sand hunter, but um, he's been really into box, box blinds. But he also has QDMA out where he, he is. He's got a bunch of QDMA land that he... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. All right, that's fair, I guess. So, I mean, the kid's ecstatic. Yeah. What did you eat today? Which I would be too, but. Spicy tuna bowls. I can s- smell it. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I've been eating it this whole podcast. Ugh. Well, what do you say, Hunter? Anyway. Call it. Call it? Damn fine episode, boys. I'd be down to do it again. It's pretty good. That was a long episode, too. I can come back with more information on uh, the Deer Lab. Yeah, we're gonna have to do more that. reporting numbers, too. Yeah, Brian, we'll let's do a mid-season. Back with some graphs next time. Yeah. You came so unprepared. Don't, don't. His old presentation. Next we time. gave Ooh. you beer, and you gave us no graphs. Yeah, I'm trying to find... <laughs> next next Whitetail episode, round table. Square table. It'll be on, sitting in a square it'll table. It'll be on video, and... Brian's going to have the graphs. He's going to present a PowerPoint to us. Don't think I won't. It'd actually be kind of cool to make like a little chart of antler versus... I'd actually like to... We're actually going to circle back to this towards the end of the season and do it again and see like what the numbers are at. God, no. 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 It's hunting season. Let's do it the weekend. Oh, yeah. Like we're all going to be hunting at 8 o'clock at night. Let's do it. In November. It's going to be pitch black. Time to hunt. No, 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 no. no. All right, all right. Real quick, real quick. One last story. One last story. (laughs) I had this dude. Let's check the numbers. I had this dude bring his bow into me at DNR. And I look at it. 
And on oh, his, I remember on, this dude. On his stabilizer, he had a flashlight electrical tape to his stabilizer. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, uh, What are you doing? Do not get caught with that. <laughs> and he goes, whoa, whoa, What do you mean? Oh, I was like, You are in deep trouble if the DNR catches you with that. Well, I, I just use it to get out of the stand so I can see. Whatever you say to keep yourself and get yourself to sleep. Got a hand man. in my headlight. <laughs> it was either you or Cam. You ripped that. You ripped it off the stabilizer because he forgot it, and I gave it to him one day. He came back in to pick up his flashlight. Where's my flashlight at? <laughs> I need that. Laser on it. I'm going right. hunting, dude. It's pitch black. That's all we got tonight. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Check out the website, greatlakesexperience.com. Check out our sponsors, Great Lakes Finesse and DNR Sports Center. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Give us a follow, like, subscribe, five star rate this, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, helps us out and gets us out to more people. Um, shout out to Mason's got the, the Chubb jersey on because we're watching the Browns play the Steelers as we're recording this. Chubb. What a game. Um, so, yeah, with that, we will catch you guys next week. Real quick, plug your guys' socials. Uh, I'm Fish of the Mitt on Instagram. <laughs> I think is what I am. I'm Mason Vernia Fishing on Instagram. <laughs> Pretty much everywhere. You can find me like that. So, yeah. Thanks for having us, Hunter. Yeah, it's been been a gnarly talk. Thanks for uh, delaying it, by the way. I was out scouting. <laughs> I got get, dropped my buddy off at like eight fifteen, and you called me. I was like, "Oh shit, my bad." It's all good. Are we all gonna apologize to Colin before we let this out? No, um, let's just end it. I'll, I'll say it. I'm over. I'm it. sorry, Colin. <laughs> well, yeah, you agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the, my friend's mistakes. <laughs> it's fine. I'll be a conspiracy theory. Every uh, great podcast has to at least have one. Uh, yeah, he's the Joe Rogan of the hunting industry. I ain't smoking that much hunt. dope, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. GreatLakesExperience.com. Get your hats. Get your shirts. Um, use code SHIP for free shipping. So. Rate this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm pretty sure we're available everywhere. Rate this. It helps us out. Um, give us a follow on Instagram and share with your friends. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>